Welcome back to Sad Girl Hours. We are joined with the amazing, the incredible, as always, you guys have been waiting to have her back, Shelby Nye. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be back. I love you so much. I'm so excited. I've got to spend so much time with you the past couple days. I know. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I wish we got to spend this much time together all the time because it would just be great. (laughs) But we'll... We both are working on a lot of stuff, so it's kind of like we've always had that friendship where we can go a while without talking, seeing each other, but like every time we come back, it's that same energy. It's always. just amazing. It's yeah. great. And I appreciate friends like that so much in my life because life gets so crazy and it's so hard to keep up with everybody all the time, but my my I homies agree. that I can just connect with once in a while um, and it's still good vibes, it's the best vibes. Yes, I agree 100%. Um So today we are, and it's funny because before I hit record, I was going to tell her something and I was like, wait, no, hold on. (laughs) Um, But every time that you, and I know this is only your second time back on the show, but each time that you've come on the episode that I had recorded previously or the one that had come out previously was always very heavy and hard for me to navigate through. Um, the last thing I recorded was our episode for suicide prevention month. Um, and it was just really hard. It's, that was also harder to talk (laughs) about than I thought, especially since I have my own stuff and, um, things that other people shared. So I'm really excited to kind of have a just cool conversation about something that I think people need to learn more about. Um, So today we're kind of going to be talking about the origins of Halloween um, and witchcraft as well. Um, You just recently went on my dad's podcast, The 27th Hour. I did, and it was great. It was amazing. (laughs) She gave my dad a reading, and I've never seen my dad so, like, speechless and just like, (laughs) what the fuck? Because for him, like, I think you could tell he was kind of like, I don't know what what that is I don't know what I think like believe about this but that was fucking crazy (laughs) like um and you really kind of dove into some of the history of that and I would love to extend that out as much as we can um because I think it's super important especially um you know people who feel like witchcraft in general is this evil negative thing like I'm sure that there's people in my family line somewhere if they knew that I was reading tarot they would be like oh my god absolutely that is the story of my life (laughs) if my immediate family was really if they knew how involved in all of this do they not no they don't actually I did not know that I feel like they have an idea Especially because my, like, whole sleeve is just witch-themed. And, right. like, so I would think that they have some type of idea, but I've never openly expressed it with them because I know they openly oppose those things, especially because the LDS Church came out, like, six months ago, specifically stating that they didn't want their members working with people who practice Reiki and who do tarot kidding? and... All Even of this, Reiki? Mm-hmm, oh yeah, my God. specifically because the priesthood holders are supposed to do like energy healing. 
With the do they though? Yeah, exactly. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. You're, I'm like I. I'm genuinely curious because I wouldn't know. So I mean, if you are in the church still and you've experienced something like that, I'm really curious to learn about what that would be like mm-hmm. for them. Um, just because they organized religion has been one of the biggest reasons why witchcraft and spirituality and all of that is looked at in such a negative light and I remember like last night we had a housewarming party Mm -hmm. our first housewarming party at our new home and it was amazing we had such an awesome time um and I was showing one of my girlfriend's precious I was showing her my decks and stuff um and I am like stacking out all my oracle (laughs) decks I have like six or seven of them and then my two tarot decks and she was like so you do you just like oracle more do you connect with that more and i was like no honestly it was when i first wanted to get into all of this i was so even though i was open to everything quote unquote open Mm -hmm. to everything tarot scared me because of the negative stigmas that surround it and i didn't want to get involved in something that i didn't fully understand or know about yet and oracle seemed safer to me it seemed more lighthearted. um it kind of focuses, it's kind of like, Oracle's kind of like, in my opinion, what you need when you need to be gently and like softly told what you need to be doing. <laughs> and then tarot is just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, sometimes it, your readings in tarot can definitely come through very sweet and like loving, but like uh, there's still that underbite of like, especially if you've been told what to do by your guides and your spiritual team and you've had previous readings over and over, if you ke- keep getting those same readings when that's happened to me they get more and more like for lack of a better term aggressive they're like bitch (laughs) you gotta listen we told you you have to actually like listen and do the thing and then you can come back to us and we can help you with more um so yeah so just a little tangent on that but um we won't call it Samhain the whole time just because um for one I have a really hard time saying that for some reason (laughs) and it's not spelled the way it sounds. So Samhain is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. So All Hallows Eve. Um, so kind of where, from what you know of, where does that originate from and why were we doing these types of, I guess, festivals? They used to be called festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, Samhain absolutely used to be a type of celebration and um, was very much an experience And within witchcraft, you actually have what's called the Wheel of the Year, which is broken off into different sections. And um, like every couple months, there is a celebration for a new season or a new like season of life that's coming into play. Um, So you see a lot of like the modern holidays that we have nowadays actually originate from that Wheel of the Year. So like Christmas used to be in like pagan culture was Yule. Um, Easter was Ostera, and the names even are sometimes really similar, which is just funny to me. Weird. <laughs> um, they have um, Beltane, and then there's Sawin, which is All Hallows' Eve, and that is, I think, the most um, associated to witchcraft holiday that we yep. see, especially in America, especially with it being commercialized and How turned into money. yeah, exactly turned into all of this. Um, like going and trick-or-treating and all these things. There's all these new traditions, but it's rooted in such an ancient culture where 
back in the day, um, All Hallows Eve, I have to correct myself because I'm trying to say all the names all at once. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But All Hallows Eve falls in the middle of fall. And fall, what I tell everybody is fall is when Mother Nature returns to her roots. And so it's really important for us to follow the guidance and the example of Mother Nature because that is the cycle of life. That is the most natural way to live and to return to our roots. So when All Hallows Eve is happening... As we get closer to it, the veil to the other side that makes it so we have a harder time connecting to spirits or remembering our past lives and things like that, the veil starts to very much thin the closer and the closer we get to October 31st. And October 31st, which is All Hallows' Eve, is also known as the Day of the Dead because back in the day, that's when people would remember their ancestors, remember their roots, honor the bloodlines that they came from and the incredible um, histories that surrounded that kind of culture, especially being on like the European side of the world where culture is just so ancient and so old. Really, though. Where like in America, our culture... (laughs) We don't have that kind of stuff. Like... (laughs) At all. Our, our history is very uh, violent, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and very uh, overall negative as far as like when we first came here and how we settled here. And um, All Hallows Eve, it, it was something that a lot of, the, it was a Celtic tradition too. It wasn't like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know for sure, but being Celtic and being a pagan is two totally different things um to a point so yeah there were like celtic pagans so um celtic is just kind of more so like a region that you're from isn't that like describe it yeah because that was they were living it wasn't known as this is the time but like ireland Mm -hmm. and like the uk and like those areas where the celts were Mm -hmm. okay perfect yep so essentially where the majority of like the viking the old viking villages and things like that were is um pretty much that more Celtic region. Mm-hmm. Um, but paganism is like a belief system and it's a spiritual right. practice. So there's like Celtic pagans, which are pagans that lived in that Celtic area. Perfect. And then okay. they have the rest of the pagans. That makes sense. Okay. I pulled up, um, I read this to Shelby before we started, but I thought it gave a really good kind of explanation. And um, basically it's stating that the Pagan Samhain is not and never was associated with evil or negativity. It has always been a time to reaffirm our belief in the oneness of all spirits and in our firm resolution that physical death is not the final act of existence. Though death is very much a part of Samhain's symbolism, this Sabbath also celebrates triumph of life over death. It's a time to remember our dead, but not to mourn them, rather to embrace their spirits and let their wisdom help guide us in our time here on earth. And to me, like, that's such a beautiful thing. That's why um, even still in, like, the Mexican culture, they do the Day of the Dead still where they are putting up pictures of their loved ones that have passed. They're lighting candles for them. Um, and I'm, I'm sure not everybody within that group celebrates that way, but there's a lot of them, especially if you're still in Mexico and stuff Mm -hmm. that do. Um, so it's kind of funny how, um, in America we've turned it and allowed it to be like, I think I read, I think a third of 
candy sales for the year, <laughs> if not more, come specifically just from Halloween. So it's very much something that has turned into this capitalistic thing. Um, and it just makes me really sad because you, even even on my dad's podcast, which I highly, again, couldn't recommend enough that you guys go watch, um, just check out the 27th Hour, but also the episode with Shelby because, um, and I'll prob- I'm going to have you explain on here as well. So what kind of... Um, was the history of witchcraft what was that (laughs) witchcraft and why did it turn into something that is so looked down upon witchcraft yeah so there's this very interesting connotation when it comes to witchcraft and just I mean just the word witchcraft itself took me a really long time to be like I practice witchcraft I'm a witch because when people hear that it's very like oh my gosh, you worship, you worship Satan, you're, you're worshiping the devil, you're evil, yep. you're scary, you're practicing you black sacrifice magic. sacrifice animals yeah. and shit. Like. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. And a lot of that comes nowadays from like Hollywood and like the type yes. of movies that Hollywood puts out, especially around Halloween, because that's just kind of like the American vibe, I guess, around right. All Hallows' Eve is that scary. Like, I want to be scared. I want to go watch a thriller. I want to jump scare. I want to go to, wanna go to house. Yep, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. I love haunted yeah. houses. Yeah, and so it's all fun. No shade, but but it's very it's very interesting to kind of see, um, like the way that it's perceived by people who actually aren't educated on it, and like All Hallows' Eve is one um, holiday on the wheel of the year that really intrigues me because you look at like Yule, which has Christmas right. that um, organized religion has taken and Ostero, which is Easter. And they've kind of made their own like spiritual meanings to this. But Halloween is like the one holiday that I've noticed Christians and like organized religious groups don't have like a spiritual meaning for that. It's like strictly just capitalistic and like it's really interesting it's and I think it's strictly because they don't believe in being able to talk to the dead they don't believe that there is another side that can yeah cross like that um but when you look at like paganism and witchcraft and organized religion specifically Christianity there is a undeniable tie that goes back thousands and thousands of years between the two and you look at during the Roman era the Romans were the ones that crucified Jesus and this is where I get so confused because it doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) they crucified Jesus and then later they became the Roman Christians who this is our belief now (laughs) even though we just killed you for it Um, I know like we just murdered your ascended master and I know we were so against everything that just happened but like now we believe you now Now you're dead and we believe you (laughs) and it's just interesting to watch because then you like look into the history of like paganism and like the legend of like King Arthur takes Mm -hmm. place during that point where the Anglo-Saxon Christians came over to like the Celtic regions like Ireland and England and those places and started trying to convert the pagans to Christianity. And it's really interesting because you'll start to see all of their holidays tied together. Um, Well, because they have November 1st for them is mm -hmm. All Saints Day. Is that what it's called? Something like that. When I was looking stuff up um, to kind of give myself a little bit more knowledge on things 
Um, there, yeah, so there's the, the November 1st um, Christianity celebrated All Saints Day, and I don't know too much what it was about, but it was interesting to me the fact that it fell the next day after Samhain and All Hallows' Eve, and they're completely two different types of belief systems, and then how it kind of just, like, one sucked the other in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I thought that was interesting. Well, and I see that, like, like Easter, the pagan term for that is Ostera, and, like, the names are just so similar mm-hmm. that it's, like, you can't really, like, deny that they're related in some way, absolutely. especially where, like, the pagan holidays came first. Like, we have, yep. like, historical evidence that the pagan holidays came f- before the Christian holidays. Yes. So you can see the tie of, like, Christianity being, like, okay, well, we're going to just kind of, like, adopt this part of it. Because we want to get mm-hmm. rid of this. Yep. So the best way we can do that is by turning it into our own. Exactly, our by own like thing. morphing it. Because you look at Easter, and Easter is like celebration of the res- resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. and like him coming back to life. But Ostera is the celebration of the resurrection of Mother Earth and like right. the resurrection of life in general and the celebration of like the plants coming back to life and the animals coming out of hibernation and all of these things that was very like earth based. And mm-hmm. so Christianity just kind of like took that and like applied it to their subject that they talk about. Well, isn't it so? I think it's interesting that like for people who didn't know anything about these holidays and then to actually sit and hear what they're about and really they just go back to the basics of the cycle of earth, the cycle of life, and there's nothing bad or scary or negative or anything about that. This is a cycle we've been going through for eons, like forever. I mean, we. Um, this is something that was happening on earth before we as human beings were ever even a thought because if I oh what is the show I think it's called it's on Disney plus I'll have to link it when I can remember what it's called but I think it's Neil deGrasse Um, he is a scientist but he narrates it and goes through everything Um, but he talks about the universal calendar and if we were to look at the very beginning of what we know of, of the start of everything, as if it was a 12-month calendar, we as human beings do not come into that a role of being here in this universe until the last hour of the last day of the year. That's incredible. We have not been here, you know, and I saw a video... <laughs> on Facebook the other day where it starts with this person just sitting in their room and it starts zooming out and it just goes and goes and goes. So it zooms out to her, her city and then it goes bigger to her state and then it goes all the way out to where you can see all the countries and then out of our world and out of our galaxy and it just goes and goes and goes until all the way out to what we know exists within the universe and we really are just this small, it's like the Horton Hears a Who. Mm-hmm. Like we are those little specks, yet we came here and to, decided a large majority of us to completely deny this cycle of life that has been around before we 
could even have a thought about it. And to make these holidays into something that has to be this religious, Christian-based, for lack, I know there's other religions, but for lack of being broad, like, it's all about life. And you even mentioned before we started recording that because we are under the impression, at least I was before you mentioned this, that the veil thins towards Halloween and then that's the only time during our cycle in the 12 month period that that veil is thinning, but that's actually not true. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So uh, like I was talking about earlier, we have Beltane in May and Beltane is the celebration of like the coming harvest and like the, it's the celebration of like the sun meeting with mother earth again and creating something beautiful and creating life together. And it's like the fertility holiday and all of this amazing stuff but they light massive bonfires in like the UK and things around Beltane um, because bonfires and fire in general represents protection and they needed protection from mischievous or trickster spirits because it's known that at that time the veil also starts to thin the same way that it does on All Hallows Eve, but just people don't tend to know that because it's not commercialized. Yeah, I, d- I had no idea until today that that was a thing and I was just like it makes it makes a lot of sense to me because I was telling Shelby that um if I look back on my life cycles and things that I've been through during you know October towards the end of the year when life is going back to its roots roots and everything is receding that's when I've experienced a lot of like really deep shadow work that's a little bit more heavier doing a lot more like a lot more of that phoenix energy Mm -hmm. kind of stuff of everything's burning down so that way by the time that things come around in the spring things start to I'm able to kind of go out of the ashes and it's a lot more positive but both of those time periods in my life have been very impactful for my type of growth and I think if people kind of paid attention and kind Mm -hmm. of looked back at that stuff that a lot of people would see the same thing Um, because it's just that natural cycle that regardless of whether you want to necessarily believe in it or not, I feel like we just kind of get pushed into it anyways, because that's the energy of what's going on around us. Exactly. You're always going to be affected by the cycles of nature and by the cycles of Mother Earth and by the cycles of like the moon and all of these things, because it's natural. It's the most natural way to live. So I feel like it's pretty commonplace for most people to realize like, when summer's coming to an end and it's starting to be fall, like they want to be cozy in their house. They want to be wrapped up in blankets and they want to be with comfort items and with family and things like that. And you see that as you get farther into winter with like Christmas season and everything and Thanksgiving, you have these holidays where you want to be with family. But outside of that, I feel like not as many people are super social during that time period. They're not going out. They're not going to the bars. They're not going out drinking. And, I mean, part of that could be because it gets to, like, 20 degrees here in Utah. So we're just like, I'm not <laughs> well, Just stay that. inside. But I feel like also part of that it absolutely has to do with, like, your inner intuition, understanding that this is the way that the seasons work and the cycles work. And you see, like, seasonal depression comes through really strong mm-hmm. in the winter because... I have that. Yeah, yeah, and I have it. I struggle with it um, relatively frequently. Um, um, and understanding these cycles more... 
and understanding that I am just craving to almost just like withdraw in Mm -hmm. and like wanting to do that shadow work has helped with my seasonal depression a whole lot um I could see that yeah just like being present in your in your body when you're having these emotions and like recognizing that it's a part of the cycle it's a part of nature it's part of surrendering it's part of the experience and then you get into spring and that's when it kind of starts to fade away the the heaviness goes away um the sun's coming out again people are coming out of their homes more they're wanting to go do more things they're wanting to go be with more people and see their friends that they haven't seen in eight months and then you get to summer and summer is just like a four-month rager all the time (laughs) (laughs) everybody's out doing everything and i can handle i'm doing (laughs) yeah exactly so you just kind of see these like these cycles just kind of go and everybody is kind of just in that same flow. Um, But it's just really interesting to kind of watch, like even if people are specifically not trying to follow the natural cycles, they will still end up following the natural cycles, either knowingly or unknowingly. Yep. Yep. I 110% agree with that because um, I, I even was saying last night that I feel like I'm already starting to get into that because Fall is my favorite, and we're in September, so we're right there. We're getting towards the end of the month, and so I am already kind of like, I know that I'm pregnant, and so (laughs) I'm going to be nesting it soon anyways, but still, like, um, this cycle that I'm in this year, like, it almost feels like I was set up to be able to get into this new home right before all of this started because it's like, the universe, my guides, whoever knew that this is where I needed to be for this time period of my life. And so I have this really safe space now where I can genuinely be closed off for these next few months and do my own thing. But I also feel like how you mentioned the seasonal depression, um, I think that I, especially now understanding the cycles of how things work, will have a lot easier time dealing with all of that and just accepting like, this is my time for me to really focus inward. And like you mentioned for All Hallows Eve and what this time period represents, going back to my roots um, and really spending time in that and being present in that. Because I mean, even, even if you struggle really hard with seasonal depression, and you've gone through those cycles, you know that once things start getting back into the springtime and things start warming up, that things are going to be okay. But I think if we, instead of kind of pushing that time period away and that heaviness away and just allowed it to be what it is, we would be in a better spot coming out of that into the springtime. And there's nothing, I can't even stress enough, there's nothing scary about this. Like, there's nothing... um, And I know I'm glad that we've been talking about all of the different holidays that have kind of represent each portion of this um, because it kind of shows that bigger picture. Like Halloween really, like you said, is the only one that is made to seem like... Demonized. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... So for your practice, is there anything specific that you do for during the time period of Halloween or... Anything you recommend, even beginners, to kind of do during that time? 
Yeah, so fall, like you were saying, is also my favorite month or my favorite season. Um, I love September specifically, and then as we get into October, it is just a magical vibe for me. I just (laughs) thrive in it. I love it so much, and uh, it's always kind of been like that for me. Um, But fall has always been kind of that season for my entire life where I've just kind of like drawn back into my roots. Before I even like really understood this and before I knew it, like you fall is when you start going back to school. Fall is when you start working on yourself and you're just kind of like even even school structures and things like that kind of fall into this natural cycle as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But like fall was really when I started like focusing on myself and what I wanted to do and where I needed to go and what like everything that was happening and now that I'm like aware of these cycles and now that I'm like into witchcraft and I'm like understanding the way that all of the seasons and the celebrations and things like that relate to each other um it's so much more significant for me now it's not just like a candy holiday where you go like trick-or-treating and you sit up scary yeah the cool decorations Mm -hmm. and the haunted houses which granted like I said they're all fun I love that aspect of it I love it still like honestly I'd be lying if I Yeah, I I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy that, but I feel like it's so important to have that understanding of, like, what the day, the Mm -hmm. energy of that day actually means, and for me, it is so very much connecting with the people that came before me and, like, ancestors, so for all through fall, I kind of focus on the inner child um, and returning back to my specific roots and the roots of who I was at the beginning of this life, and um nurturing that inner child because I tell people all the time before you ever have a human baby to take care of you're forgetting about Mm -hmm. one child that you're responsible for always and that is your child self and I think people get so excited to have their first kids and everything Mm -hmm. and then it's like you get into that space and you're like holy shit I (laughs) never like I was never validated in this aspect and I'm doing the same thing to my kids and I was never Mm -hmm. like my inner child is hurting and now that's coming out because I'm triggered by what my children are doing child yeah and it's funny you say that because I've very much been in that space of okay, what do I need to be doing for my inner child? That has been a reoccurring theme for me since the beginning of the month, even before even before mm-hmm. the beginning of September. But, like, the new moon uh, work that I did very much um, illuminated how important it is that that's pretty much my main focus right now. And I love that that's, like, a collective thing, too, mm-hmm. because I was also getting the, like, okay, I really need to sit with my inner child and just, like, have – a validation ceremony with I her saw that you posted mm-hmm. and I do the them Club. yeah I do them almost every day now but I was getting that vibe like okay I really need to sit with my inner child like the middle of August it was coming through for me the middle of August and so all of my Instagram content for September was planned around the inner child because I was like all right well if I'm feeling this so strongly I need to make sure that I'm teaching other people about this And, like, the more people that I talk to, the more people are, like, yeah, I've been getting that, like, ping to just sit with my inner child. And it's just, it's a very collective energy right now. And then as we move into October, I'm predicting that it's going to shift back into that ancestral part of things. Um, And, like, learning about the people who came before you and, like, your ancestors and things like that. And ancestors are really interesting I said this on your dad's podcast but if you just go 10 generations back 
in your like bloodline, mm-hmm. you will have 1,024 ancestors. So that's 1,024 people on the other side that are literally here to help you through this experience, but your blood-related ancestors aren't the only ancestors you have. Those are just blood. You have like step family ancestors that will be their adoptive family ancestors, people who you looked up to through like music or poetry or any type of creative expression, um, ascended masters like Jesus, the Buddha, all of that. Um, and anybody really who walked the path before you. So any like type of witch that walked the same path that I'm walking would be considered an ancestor of mine. And so Interesting. October is very much me getting to know and getting to sit with my ancestors and getting to really like be able to communicate with them and like leave offerings for them in gratitude for everything that they went through to make it so that I could be here doing what I'm doing. Because you right. look at it, like the witch trials in Salem, which I'm, I'm sure half of them weren't actually witches. But like, That's what's sad about it is exactly. a lot of them probably weren't. Weren't actually witches. But they had like witch trials in England and going back to the Roman Christians. They did like took all the midwives that practiced um, loving the earth and nature medicine and earth medicine. And they deemed them witches and they killed them all and then they had nobody to practice medicine anymore and they were just like well fuck and that's why we have big our god will save us yeah we don't need any of that our god will save us instead that reminds me specifically of when all the missionaries came home from covid and they said our god will make us so that we don't have covid so we can have all these giant group gatherings together without masks or social distancing but Wow. You see that still nowadays, like a very, like, lack of understanding in medicine and Uh nature. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's why um, I mentioned on Haley's episode when she came on, I talked about uh, the Satanic Temple a little bit Mm -hmm. because that's another thing that is very much associated with something like, and I'm so glad you touched on it on my dad's podcast because, and I'm pretty sure I even word for word almost said what you said (laughs) because it's like they don't believe in a Christian God. So in order for them to believe in the devil, they would have to believe Mm -hmm. in that God. Um, And I'm not sure exactly where I was going with that, to be so (laughs) honest with you. My mom, my mom brain was just like, bink. Um, that's okay though that's like (laughs) organized religion and you see things like this that don't fit into like their view and their perspective of things they like automatically demonize like there's luciferian satanism i think is what it's called where they do believe in like the actual devil Mm -hmm. um which means that they do have a belief in a belief in the christian god but Mm -hmm. the satanic temple which is completely separate is a non-religious entity really they don't believe in any type of god they don't believe in any type of science that's where i was going with it Mm -hmm. that's why i brought that up absolutely science they believe in bodily autonomy and maintaining your own rights like they're very um they're very all about empowering the individual within their organization to be the most educated and like to make the best decisions for themselves with the education that they have and I think that's beautiful I think that's really amazing I think that that ties in with science it ties in with like kind of the natural cycles of the world also and I feel like we look at Christianity and they're like 
ah, the satanic temple, they believe in the devil. This is the worst thing you could ever experience. Like, don't go near them. They'll hex you. They'll curse you. They'll take your firstborn child. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's a whole thing. And it's strictly because Christianity has always been about conquering and colonizing and power. And it's always been that way. There's exactly, there's no reason to think otherwise about the way. And that's what I feel like frustrates me so much. Um, when having conversations like this with someone who is more Christian based, because, um, it's kind of like, you know, I could lay out all these facts for you, mm-hmm. things that have actually happened, that have been recorded and shown you, and then I can sit and explain to you these holidays and these practices, and they really just go back to Mother Earth and these rhythms of life, and you will still have people that are like, nope, nope. you're evil, you are a horrible person, and it's just really sad because especially with like the satanic temple, how you describe that they're just they just want to basically make you, help you be the most well-rounded mm-hmm. human being in the best state that you can be. And on your last episode, we talked about how the school system should really be doing more to do that for our youth instead of focusing on which I read somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's true, but our um, I read about how our school system has stayed the same since the industrial age. Mm. And that was when they were basically trying to just get a workforce, like just yep. a yes man. Yep, that's exactly Go do it. work and work in this nine to five. And so you're constantly doing something for the overall picture of capitalism and like it's not really not based for yourself you. yeah no. you're never going to be empowered by the systems that are in place by our government which is heavily influenced by christianity as well mm-hmm. and it's like it's really it's really disheartening to see so much wasted potential that way mm-hmm. um in so many different ways too because i know I've had so many conversations with Christians and Mormons where I'm like, okay, here's the facts. You guys are still colonizing, Mm -hmm. still trying to colonize because you're sending missionaries to third world countries to try and adopt them into your religion because you're a colonizer. You're colonizing. You're trying to overtake the world with your religion. And like, I'll have... I'm very, I have a lot of facts about like the LDS religion and things that happened in that because I was Plus raised you in that. Were, yeah, I, you yeah, know I lived in firsthand. it. And I experienced a lot of the bullshit that comes with that. And I had a conversation with somebody because um, one of my friends had shared on Facebook something saying, for all the LDS teens, remember this for your next bishop interview. I, I don't answer sexual questions because they will ask you questions yes. in those bishop interviews. And There was a girl who commented on it basically just saying like, well, they have to ask you these sexual questions for you to go to the temple because you have to be living the law of chastity and things like that. And I like kind of got into this conversation with her and the basis of Christianity and specifically Mormonism is circular thinking. They make you like jump through all these mental hoops to try and make things connect and make sense so it like almost drives you insane and like you become brainwashed Mm -hmm. and like you're just like no and so like you'll give somebody like well these are the things that have happened recently in the church and Mm -hmm. they'll just be like well that's not the church's official stance 
Like, well, I don't really care if that's the church's official stance or not. Like, thousands of people experience the same experience. They obviously know it's an issue. So my new favorite question for them is, okay, well, what would it take? What evidence would it take to prove to you that the church isn't true? And I don't ask that to try and, like, waver anybody's faith or try and convert anybody to, like, witchcraft or anything like that. I ask that simply because if they cannot answer it, if they do not logically have a, okay, well, if this happens, then I know the church isn't everything that it claims to be, mm-hmm. then they're brainwashed. They're stuck in yep. the circular thinking and they will never break out of it because they don't have, they don't have like uh, an ending point. They don't have something that's like, right. this is fucked. I'm not going to participate in this. They're just stuck the in the circle. Well, and it's similar in the way you see um, people being treated in emotionally and mentally and physically abusive mm-hmm. relationships. It's that same mental game of making you, it's gaslighting. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's just on a grander scale of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that for so long, and we even, this is something we talked about last night too, when you are experiencing that emotionally, your brain gets an ex- excess of cortisol specifically and to have that constantly firing off in your brain, it permanently changes the chemistry makeup of your brain. And of course, if this is something you've been living in your whole life and that's your family's religion and everybody around you, that's gonna make it that much harder to really see the facts Mm -hmm. and take things for what they actually are. Yeah. It's hard for them to accept fact. Like mm-hmm. I've seen so many like posts that have gone viral on Facebook where mothers have been upset that their third graders are learning about evolution. Evolution, oh, no. like it's a <laughs> scientific theory that's like relatively confirmed. Like right. it's something we all learned, but they specifically just reject the idea of evolution because it just doesn't align with their creation story. Yeah. It's which interesting. Is, uh, I, <laughs> which that's why, like, when I, the more I learn about the LDS church specifically, the more I'm just like, are you guys okay? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm really not trying to be an asshole because I do have friends that are LDS that have their faith in that church. And I even have friends that are, which, I would like your opinion on this. I know this isn't what we were going to talk, like all of what we were talking about today, but what is your opinion on somebody who is part of the LGBTQ plus community, whether they are man, woman, non-binary, and they are still a part of the church and they're okay with that? I think, um, because I actually grew up with somebody who came out as um, gay, I think recently, and he is a huge activist within the LDS church to try and change those um, those stigmas and those policies and things within the church, and I think that's great, honestly. I feel like if you can be LGBTQ and in the church, I feel like it's a little bit contradictory in my opinion as it stands right now, but right. I also understand that there are um, what they call progmos, which are progressive Mormons, and they're Mormons okay. who are in the church who understand that their leaders mm-hmm. are still 
men and they're still human and maybe not all of their revelation that they get is directly from god and Mm -hmm. maybe they are influenced by the time periods that they grew up in and that there are things that can change to make the church a better entity and so that's why they stay is so that they can fight for activism yeah (laughs) exactly people they're amazing and i think it's great because i mean i am a huge activist for a lot of different things in Mm -hmm. utah and uh, one of the biggest like comeback things that i get from people is well, if you don't like it, leave. And I always have to tell people like, well, if I leave, who's going to be here to fight for your rights when they take them? And so I kind of just maintain that like standpoint with those people who choose to stay in the church. Like they're choosing to fight for what they believe in Mm -hmm. and also for what they believe in. So it's like they're both of their beliefs. They're fighting to kind of mesh them together and make it more cohesive and make it more accepting and more just beautiful all around. I don't right. think you can go wrong with acceptance really when it comes to just the natural state of people. Absolutely. And uh, I think that the way they've demonized a lot of things um, from witchcraft to the LGBTQ to everything within that church, like there's so many things that they demonized and like you go back to the seventies and like even like black people couldn't yeah. have the priesthood and couldn't yeah. like, take the sacrament Horrible. and like that only changed because everybody stopped playing BYU. And so it took a massive dollar hit to their, wow. Yeah. To their corporation. And I think the, the government almost got involved with like, Hey, if you don't change this policy, like we're going to take away your tax exemption status and things like that. So then magically they received their revelation that it had changed. Isn't it weird how they do that? Because I can't remember if I even went over this on the podcast with you, but that's how Utah was able to become a legal state was only because, because this was still when the FLDS was the only LDS Mm -hmm. church. This was back when it was still polygamy based and it was natural and normal and fine. Um, And the only reason that they ended that is because Utah wasn't going to be able to become a state because surrounding, like, everybody else nationally was like, um, (laughs) no, this is not okay. Um, And so then that's where you see that split. But it's interesting because you still hear about people who are just LDS that have, like, I have, I won't mention her, and if she ever wants to bring it up on here when she comes on, she can. But she has... um, that in her family line oh, like I, I think too. it was her great great mm-hmm. great maybe just great great grandpa but he wanted to have multiple partners mm-hmm. but her great great grandma was like uh no <laughs> yeah you no. see that a lot like if you go back during like like in the family trees of like the mormon pioneers and things which a lot of people in utah have that lineage mm-hmm. they're our family trees are so hard to read sometimes because like you're related to this one son of this woman and this man, but then they have like half brothers from like seven different wives. And it's like really crazy to kind of see how it all ties together and like how many people you're actually related to through those ties. But it's just, it's so crazy because you'll see back in history, like I have never witnessed in my life a war that was started because of paganism or witchcraft or anything like that. I've never known anything where witches have gone out and been like, okay, now you all have to practice with us or we're going to fucking kill all of you. No, it's it's never been like that. It's always been Christianity. And you see that with the Anglo-Saxons and you see that even 
in recent history in America and specifically in Utah, um, like 200 years ago when Utah was getting founded or whatever, 150 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, they were so afraid that the Mormons were so afraid that they were going to go to war with the rest of America because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to give up polygamy that this wagon company came into Utah when Utah had declared martial law for some reason or whatever. And there's no, like, social media. There's no way to, like, let the rest of the country know that you're in the middle of martial law at that point. And um, this, like, wagon company came in on their way to California, and the Mormons took them to Mountain Meadows and murdered 120 women, children, and men in the name of them wanting to be polygamists and them <laughs> wanting like freedom of religion and all of these things from like the rest of the country and that's like recent like that yeah. did not happen that long ago oh. and that was like friendly fire on our own people because of Christianity and like you'll see I mentioned this on your dad's podcast too like in Louisiana it's still technically illegal to it's practice illegal. witchcraft yeah. yeah because you said that there was a uh, somebody recently who mm-hmm. was arrested for that yep just a few years ago they were arrested for practicing witchcraft on the outskirts of louisiana so not in like new orleans which is interesting to me i don't know if it's different in new orleans mm-hmm. versus the rest of louisiana well um, i almost wonder if it's kind of like i know this probably isn't how it actually is as a state but like you look at italy and the, the vatican mm-hmm. that even though that's in italy it's a whole separate everything is separate for out there where the vatican is exactly well and like you look at vegas even vegas cook county that vegas is in Mm -hmm. has very different rules like prostitution is legal in nevada everywhere Mm -hmm. except for cook county where vegas is interesting so like there's like different county rules for specific things and so i almost wonder if like in new orleans it's accepted to practice witchcraft because it's a hot spot for tourists so it's gonna make them money or and then outside of that like like if you're authentically practicing witchcraft it's it's an illegal act or something I don't know it was really interesting to me when I read that because witchcraft isn't technically protected under any type of religion because Mm -hmm. it's not a religion it's a spirituality and so that kind of like pulls in the constitution dynamic for me where they say freedom of religion but like are you only free if you're a part of organized religion or are you equally protected if you're part of a spiritual practice like like witchcraft because people would lose their absolute minds if they found out that somebody who is a lds or just any type of christian faith or honestly just any other kind of faith was arrested for Mm -hmm. going to their church yeah absolutely it would not happen (laughs) it it wouldn't and it's like you even people that aren't christian would be upset by that because of how invasive that is absolutely because witchcraft is again demonized the way it has been for thousands of years and is portrayed the way that it is through hollywood it is kind of something that people are like oh yeah well they should they were probably doing dark magic so they deserve to be arrested or right and like that's not um That's not something that is common the way people would like to think Mm -mm. it is at all. I will say um, Vincent Lords, he came on my dad's show. We got to go uh, to the Saltair. We actually got to go into the Saltair before Ghost Adventures did. It was the day before, um, the night before. And um, Vincent Lords, (laughs) 
he took us in to the salt air and we got to go in before uh, Ghost Adventures did. And I'll kind of dive into more of that experience here in a sec. But the reason why I brought it up is because he... Are you familiar with Case Crossing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are I saw you? you there last year. Yes. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> duh. Um, do you know the history of that place? Really? I know very little about it. I know little, but essentially, because there was an explosion there, there was this huge, there was a family um, that they basically had their own little compound there. And of course, I didn't even think to like, bring up history on this um so it's in Kaysville, utah its origins are disputed and several urban legends are tied to the site um and the cross was demolished with explosives by they have no idea who in 1992 but there's a lot of weird um like the the people who lived there um were influenced it says here by a local named Krishna Venta. They were a religious leader who claimed to be the second coming of Christ and led a small sect based out of Simi Valley, California. Um, And the cross was built by a man named Kingston in honor of Krishna Venta. But there's a lot of speculation um, about things that have happened out there and the practices that have gone on out there. Um, They still have no idea who blew up that cross and it's still there you can go see it but um there's been talk that a lot of um what is the word i am now looking for why is this happening to me sacrifices (laughs) i am so sorry you guys um there's been a lot of talk that a lot of black magic is done out there a lot of sacrificial type of rituals and I didn't really pay too much attention to that or think it was much of a thing, but Vincent has actually gone out there and found the remains of animals in a very ritualistic way. Um, So I'm not going to say that it absolutely does not ever happen, but it is so, so rare that it does. And I think most people who practice witchcraft don't, necessarily approve of that I personally don't that's not my cup of tea it's not something I would do I don't I don't know but what is your opinion on that darker magic for people so in my opinion with witchcraft I don't actually believe that there is white magic or black magic I could see that it's all gray I think it's all magic as Mm -hmm. it is um sacrificial aspects of it are very rare um and you see like sacrificing is not even just inherently witchcraft you see it in the bible all the time specifically in the old testament where they did animal sacrifices for the gods and like i mean there was isaac they're pointing fingers at yeah interesting it's really interesting because like i know i saw this somewhere years ago that said there's never actually been like a satanic cult or like a witchcraft serial killer or like murders. It's always like when you see things like that, like the satanic panic and stuff like that from right. the 90s, when you see stuff like that or like murders that are set up in a ritualistic way, right. it's literally fabricated to look that way so that people I can, can place blame because it's so easy to be like, this is a I saw a case about that recently. Mm-hmm. Actually, recently yeah. I did, and 
it was very infuriating to me. And luckily, the program that I was watching on it, they had a, a witch on there that was like, you know, this man claimed to be a part of our practice out mm-hmm. here locally, and he was not. He did not. And if he was, these are not things that we would be teaching him, and these are not things that he would have done because it was very... It was murder. I mean, murder. Like, yeah, it's, and that's <laughs> not condonable at any point. Like, no. you can't... You can't take the life of somebody else because that fucks with the cycle of life. You're absolutely messing with the natural cycles of life. And the entire point of magic and the entire point of witchcraft is to sink to those natural cycles of life and absolutely. to use those natural cycles of life to your benefit because there's nothing you can do to change them. And if you're going directly against those natural against cycles, you're going directly against magic and witchcraft and what all of it actually represents and stands for. And absolutely. so it's like, it's so interesting to see those kinds of things. Like I know there's lots of witches who collect like bones and things from animals, but they're animals that have died in a peaceful way um, mm-hmm. that passed that's in their own way. Logan, we have, and that's the thing, we have a shit ton of mm-hmm. skeletons and bones and dead things in our home. Um, they were all things that Logan mm-hmm. found and stuff that we've found. Yeah, and so. it's like, I I know they say, like, cat whiskers can be used for a lot of different, they like, can. magical things. Yeah. And you never want to pull them out of no, your cat because not. that's awful. So you just collect you them as they them, fall yeah. off. Like that's the whole point of every uh, the witchcraft magic. All of it is to use what you have when you have it and to like collect your resources and like Absolutely. you're never forcing anything to happen. That's what mm-hmm. you don't ever want to force anything to happen. You don't want to take away people's free agency and their free will. That's why I'm very anti like love spell for that reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. There, no. there are very few, very few spells that I'm like, I don't jive with that. I don't recommend it to anybody, but anything that takes away the free will of another human being because we're all entitled Absolutely. to that right is not something that is going to end well for you um, in terms of that because the universe has to restore balance in some way, shape or form. That's the entire point of it, so. Yeah, and see, I, um, I'm i glad that you touched on that because it kind of gives people a better idea of, like, what actually is practiced and how things are actually practiced, and I've been thinking about this a lot the past few days, and magic, because when people think of magic, they think of, like, Hollywood magic, mm-hmm. like like you said, for that reason, but magic really is... And not saying that magic is not powerful or beautiful or magical, but magic is a lot more subtle than I think mm-hmm. a lot of people would think. Magic, to me, is what happens in this establishment that we're sitting in is yeah. a really great example. My my parents, they have built this beautiful safe space and the people that they've connected with and been able to help. Like, yes, this is a tattoo shop, but I don't think people really understand the type of healing and emotional growth that comes out of this place because of my parents, between my mom, who is very much stepping into her healer, Mm -hmm. high priestess energy right now, and my dad, who is very much focused on, and I don't know if he knows this or not, but to me it seems like he's gotten to a point where he's very much okay with his balanced out divine masculine and Mm -hmm. divine feminine and really taking advantage of that and 
that that's magic to me the kind of things that they've been able to help people with and and the traumas that they've been able to help people with magic is when you are at your wits end with everything and you think that you are gonna be fucked for one reason or another whether it's financially like home security stuff like anything and then something just happens Mm -hmm. To work out and then it's good. Like you can't deny these kinds of things. There's no such thing as coincidences. And I even in your dad's reading, I even told him he is a direct facilitator of helping people with that creative expression of things. Mm -hmm. And he is facilitating that type of healing because he's bringing that out in people. And I know like when Hayden and I, my fiance and I, when we were um, getting ready to separate from our roommates and live on our own and all of this amazing stuff. Like I had lived in this apartment for three years prior and he had to apply um, to just be approved there. And I know two weeks before our lease was up after our roommates had signed another lease at a different apartment complex. And like, we thought everything was gonna be good to go. Mm -hmm. They had said that because he did get caught on like an attempt to distribute marijuana charge from four years ago, that it was an automatic no for him to be accepted at the apartments. And I remember having like this whole meltdown and like just being like so afraid that we weren't gonna have anywhere to live, that we weren't gonna yeah. have anywhere to go and like how how they were gonna expect us to pay the $1,500 month to month like expense because they didn't tell us until two weeks before we were supposed to be out. And wow. like all of this like crazy stuff mm-hmm. and I I just remember having this like meltdown and then being like, okay, this is not the reality that I'm choosing to live in. Until mm-hmm. I hear otherwise, I'm choosing to live in this reality where we got accepted and we got approved and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And with that comes, okay, well, if I'm actually living in this reality, I need to not worry about this anymore. I need to yep. let go of this. I need to fully believe in the fact that we are going to get accepted and our property manager was super super amazing and really awesome and pulled some strings and made it so that he could get accepted and everything worked out the way that it was supposed to and it was beautiful and it was kind of a a small miracle for us and but that's the thing are getting into our house that way though too yeah it's like those small miracles are everything because magic is literally just the manipulation of energy and everything is energy. So any subtle manipulation of anything, whether it's the timeline that you're on and the reality that you're living, even if it's just your perceived reality, like I didn't, I knew that we weren't totally solid, but I was choosing to believe that we were already accepted and that we were not going to run into that. Mm -hmm. And it, it works, dude. Like it works so beautifully and it doesn't always have to be this insanely ritualistic experience where you sit down for like six hours and you meditate and you write on bay leaves and you burn incense and you do all this stuff like magic you are the magic you are the witch you are the powerhouse you are the generator you are everything that you need to be to create this reality that you want to live in and all you have to do is decide that you are that power, that you are yep. the magic. Yep. Because you're not creating magic, you are magic. That is just point blank, plain and simple. And <laughs> it just blows my mind that there's so many people out there who think that understanding that you are godlike and that you are powerful beyond compare and that you are 
um, able to create worlds and to create realities in the most subtle ways. Like people think that that's evil and it blows my mind because who wouldn't want to stand in their most authentic power and be that most authentic and powerful and confident and beautiful and guided and just strong individual for themselves where like organized religion makes you small it puts you in the box yep you you you're small you have a ceiling on how much you can learn well, and how and much you're you can at grow. the mercy of a greater power exactly. at all times. Whereas that's not, that's not what I believe. Cause I've, I'm someone who's like God, the universe, like mm-hmm. whatever you believe in, that's all the same thing. Yep, but the God that I believe in is not that way. No. You are not at their mercy. They are, they love you unconditionally. The way that the way that the church tries to say yeah. that God loves you unconditionally, no. Like actual <clears throat> unconditional love and want for you to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the universe wants to help. It's a matter of whether or not you are going to make that choice to listen to these signals that you're getting and really appreciate these small wins and see them for what they are as these beautiful moments that you had the power because the way you described like kind of your mental work around with the stuff with your apartments and stuff that's exactly where I was at with our house like I was so freaked out we weren't gonna have anywhere to live I was so concerned and then I was just like you know what no this is your house Mm -hmm. you are getting this house this is happening for you it is your house and then it happens. So a lot of time it, it's a give and take of action, but also surrendering. Exactly. All in one. And it's like, like you were saying, like the Christian God, you're at the mercy of this God. Like yes. you have to like walk this line and be perfect and beg for this mercy and beg to be forgiven and all of these things and it's not like that. Like the universe, source energy, the divine, whatever you might call it, that is not this something to put on a pedestal. It's not mm-hmm. something that is above you. It's something it is, that's in you. It is and your a partner. part of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are partners with the universe. You co-create together. The universe, the only difference between you and the universe is the universe didn't go through the veil. So the universe can see everything that you can't see. Right. That is the only difference because you are quite literally the universe who comes into this world to experience individualized expression of itself. So you are the universe experiencing itself. That's why you're here. That's why you experience highs and lows. That's why there's polarity. That's why there's duality. You have all these experiences. And when you're working in tandem and co-creating with the universe, you are trusting that the universe can see more than you can, but you're taking the physical action. And that's where incredible magic actually comes from and that in my opinion is not ritualistic at all it's not scary it's not satanic it is the most beautiful expression of partnership that could ever be created I agree 110 percent and um you know if organized religion is your way and you find peace in that and you are the best you you can be by doing that then that's great but I um, just really hope that, especially with all of the work you're doing, and I know there's so many other witches out there that are trying to really turn around the view of witchcraft and even things as small as the view on Halloween mm-hmm. and what that actually means and what it actually stand for stands for. And 
I hope the more and more we step into that power, because I see a lot more people that are being more open about their practice or at least um, trying to push for more understanding. And I really hope that one day, since all of us just want to feel like we are a part of something, I wish and hope that I get to see in my lifetime a world where it doesn't matter if you're religious or spiritual, you're what you do and your beliefs and all of that is accepted and you're not judged for it and it doesn't have to be this back and forth thing. I don't necessarily, I think that will come with a fall of a lot of organized religion, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, But at the same time, um, I really hope that more people, because I mean, a lot of the LDS people, there's a whole podcast about people who left the church and kind of what they're, yes, highly recommend people listen to that because it is incredible. Like, because it really does show like when they're, they, they finally are like, okay, I'm done being brainwashed like this. I can't, I cannot with this anymore. And I really hope that those types of people find comfort in something else, whether it is in spirituality or witchcraft. But um, at the end of the day, I think having these conversations of wanting to actually know what this stuff is about and what actually goes on is important. So if you guys have, for any of any listeners that aren't really familiar with this stuff, if there's stuff we talked about that kind of piqued a question, um, you can email in at sadgirlhourspod at gmail.com. Again, um, don't forget to follow Shelby on her Instagram. You can do that shelby.nye.co. Um, and you can find all of her Bad Witch Club stuff there, the link to go subscribe. And if you really do want to dive more into this and the knowledge, there's so many amazing courses on there already. I've learned so much. And even I highly recommend even if you have been practicing for a while to start with the basics. That's what I did just because it is a really good breakdown of things that I've already been doing, but also like it really helps me be like, oh, okay, so this is a little bit different than what I thought it was and like things like that. Um, but yeah, definitely go follow her. We are going to be having her on again soon for the divine masculine and divine feminine episode, which I am really excited about. And maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it because I'm not sure. I think the divine masculine episode is going to come out before this one, (laughs) but we will see. Um, But before we go, do you have any last parting thoughts that you want to share with anybody? I think my go-to parting thought that I've just had on my mind a lot for everybody lately is to just find your magic. Whether that is within organized religion or within spirituality, whether that's being creative or dancing through the forest in a puffy dress in some green hills because that's my whole dream and that's what makes me feel magic find what makes you feel magic and follow the yellow the yellow brick road from that point forward because it will lead you exactly to where you need to be absolutely I couldn't agree with that more and definitely the other thing before we go is make sure you guys are focusing on your inner child a lot during this time and always but especially during this time I'm definitely going to be focusing more on that 
as well. Um, and I think I just, I'm going to do a whole episode on the inner child and that would be another great one for you to come on because I just think that that I had an epiphany during the new moon this month of just like, that is the key to all healing and <laughs> suffering for the entire planet. Mm-hmm. If every single one of us just did that inner child work, it would just, oh, oh, you guys, you have no idea what we could do or the world we could live in if we did that. So really take that seriously. Implement that in your own children as well. If you have kiddos, like my goal is really to make sure that my daughter is able to stand strong in her power and have really strong boundaries, but also be able to express her feelings and not have to have so much inner inner child wounds to heal when she gets older. Um, I know I can't really, I can't keep her safe from everything at all times. And I know that I'm going to mess up and I'm not going to be perfect. But um, if we as parents can really work to heal ourselves first, that's less emotional trauma that will be going into our future generations and less work that they have to do and if we can just empower them then they're already going to be so much more ahead than most of us were (laughs) so I highly recommend that find your magic talk to your inner child give them some love um before we go want to do some deep breaths yeah let's do some cool we do three Now repeat after me, please. I am capable. I am capable. I am enough. I am enough. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. (laughs) One more time with enthusiasm. I am capable. I am capable. I am enough. I am enough. And I am a bad fucking bitch. I am the baddest bitch ever. Yes, bad witch club. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming back on. I'm so excited to have this next episode with you as well. And to all of my beautiful listeners, stay safe, stay beautiful. And remember, there's always another day.